Pick it up. Yeah, there we go. That's a way to start a show. Oh, man, I love it. Some poison. Poison. Welcome back. Big Talk with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. At Big Talk CG dot podcast on Instagram. Big Talk CG at gmail.com. At Big Talk CG on Twitter. Reach out to us, nation. We'd love to hear from you. Right. Worldwide. Every continent, except for those <laughs> damn penguins, wherever they are. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> You're still on that I'm one, still dude? On the penguins. <laughs> All right, man. All right. The, uh, the gay, gay penguins. Whatever. The gay penguins. All right, you know what? Uh, today we're going to be talking about our me and one of me and Chris's favorite bands, and we haven't talked about them in a while. And if at all. Yeah, if at all. Uh, poisoned, if you haven't heard. Who? Poison. I thought you said poisoned. I did. I almost thought she, I, I no, said. No, you did, did say poison. Poison. You know what? Poison. I'm, I'm, I couldn't let that one go. Okay. Okay. Go Anyways, uh, we're going to be talking the first three albums. Um, look what the cat dragged in. Open up and say ah. And flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. Right. Two cover. Two of those covers were band cut, were censored covers. So we'll go over that too. We can associate that to one of our. Yeah, number. What was the other band cover? Uh, Flesh and Blood. The first version. I'll, we'll talk the, about it. One. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I want to talk about it now. Oh, you want to talk about it? Okay. So two of these covers were censored. Okay. The first one being Open Up and Say Ah, which Correct. we all know about. Flesh and Blood, the first cover was, it's the same picture essentially, but from the words Flesh and Blood that look like they're tattooed, it looks like there's like blood oh. wiped away, so it was like blood on it or something. In okay, there. I do remember that. Yeah. Wow, that was... You need your ginkgo biloba, dude, so you can remember shit. That was very weak on why they did yeah. that one, man. Just because they said the word Flesh and Blood, huh? Yeah. Damn. All right. So... To me, how about some factoids on, on some poison? Man? What do you want to tell me? I don't have many factoids, dude. All right, you well, want some you want start... some Albin factoids? Sure. All right, let's go. Let's well, let's just go right into it. Look what the cat drive. Well, you want to do some? Let's do some background. All right. Um, they're from uh, Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, the only their classic lineup is Brett Michaels, Ricky Rocket, Bobby Dahl, CC Deville. CC Deville was not the original original guitar player when they moved out here. It was Matt Smith. Matt Smith. He quit okay. the band in '85. They moved out here L.A. in '83. Okay. He went back in '85. The last two people, when they were kind of narrowing it down to who they wanted to replace for guitar, there were two people that they were the last choices. CC Deville, who obviously got the job. The other Correct. one was Slash. I knew that one too. Yes. Um, but CC Deville, basically, what it really was is is. They, he, he had a song, a hit song that they felt like could be a hit song. I believe it was Talk Dirty to Me was the song that they thought. Um, uh, it was either that or I Want Action. I can't remember which one was. I think it was album. Talk Dirty to Me. And uh, so he had that song already written, and they're like, okay, he's got a hit song. Um, the, let's have him join the band. It's, it's better that, than that, this yeah. Guns N' Roses type of song that better this guy's trying to play. Better fit, for sure. Better than this fit. Welcome to the Jungle song this other guy is bringing in. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Paradise City. <laughs> I don't think those songs were written by them, but that's okay. Your jokes aren't funny today, Greg. That's all right. Sorry. Sorry, man. Um, I've been drinking. Let's, let's talk about let's what look what the cat dragged in. That was all their right. first album. Well, basically, well, a little more background. Okay. Um, hit the club scenes. Um, 
they got like kind of a what you I guess back in the day a residency kind of thing at the Troubadour. They kind of let them evolve their sound, their stage show. Um, Brett and Ricky were more involved in that end of things. Bobby Dahl was more the businessman uh, of the of the whole thing, and uh, uh, you know they kind of evolved in, into what they were. Uh, first signed their first album deal with Enigma Records, uh, and released it in if I can get it, May twenty third eighty six. Look what the cat dragged yeah. in. I remember this album so vividly from my childhood. I was in sixth grade. Um, it was my favorite record. I couldn't stop listening to it. I think I've said it on a show before. I had a dub tape copy of it. The copy of the tape. It was, but you know, you could fit one album on a side of a yeah. tape. The, the person that recorded for me put side two first and then side one second. So <laughs> I had it in reverse order. Which I didn't find out till I actually bought the so record. So Talk Dirty to Me was the first song you yeah, heard? So Yeah, so it was, um, yeah, I love this album. I, I, this is one of my favorite bands yeah, to I know. listen to. It, I love this album too. Um, I, I can't say enough about it. We've already, we've talked at nauseum about like the album cover. I thought they were all women. I was like, who in the fuck is the singer? Yeah. It's got to be this guy. No, it's not this guy. I don't know. It's what this guy. Uh, I love this band. I love Poison. We've seen, we've seen them many times together in concert. Yes. They put on a great stage show. I can't say enough. Okay, we've never seen them live without Cece, right? Correct. Okay, good. So a lot of times we've seen them as with Cece Deville. Got it. Um, quick story on my the first time I bought this album. Actually, it was on cassette, and um, I was in high school because you said '86, right? Yes. So sophomore year '86, '87. I would say I think it was junior year for me in high school, and there was this record store. Um, not too far from my high school, I walked over, you know, and, and I tell you, I was doing odd uh, things for my parents or my grandparents to earn money, wash the car, you know, cut the grass, mm -hmm. do things like that. So I think I, I saved up $10, you know, to go there. And then when I bought the CD that, the cassette that day, and I walked over and plopped it on, the guy was, hey, man, this is this band, Poison, blah, blah, blah. Not hearing anything on the radio yet, you know, and then, uh, he talked about it and he said, check it out. And I can, okay, fine. Cause he always, he always recommended a few, um, uh, album and check this out. This guy used to look like Jimmy Garvin. So hands of stone. Wait, Jimmy with the curly hair. Or yeah. Jimmy with the okay. curly hair. Gorgeous. Jimmy, Garvin. gorgeous. Jimmy, same look had that same curly brown, curly <laughs> hair and open, you know, uh, shirt open with all this chest hair coming out. And stuff like that. So yeah, that was a that was a running joke between me, me and my brothers. It was it looks like Jimmy Carvin, dude. And then I, I bought the cassette and you know plopped it in when I got home or put it in my Walkman and just you know never never looked back at it again, man, because it was just such fun, high energy, rock and roll, you know, singing about girls and mm -hmm. partying and you know and. As a 15-year-old back in the day, or, you know, that was Yeah, this album fun, is dude. geared right for that prepubescent or teenage boy. Yeah, dude. Slash the girls. Uh, that's And it hit it hit the mark. Definitely hit the mark. It did, man. So just let's just go through some um, accolades for this album. So it was released in May 23rd, 1986, but it didn't gain success at first. And uh, it actually reached number three on the Billboard charts. It took a year 
it didn't hit, one year, May 23rd, 87, it hit number three. It took a whole year for it to actually uh, get to number three. It had uh, three successful singles. Talk dirty to me. I want action and I won't forget you. Here you go, dude. And and I was surprised, but not surprised. So I don't know exactly how to say this, but dude, this album is three times platinum. Yeah, right. Three million copies sold, which you, you know, people kind of, you know, sometimes uh, poison, you know, it's not a butt of jokes on that, but these guys were selling albums. They were yeah. one of the best, if not the best glam band of the 80s. Now we were, we were talking about, um, me and Chris were doing homework and we're chit-chatting, and you were saying that, was there any more singles released that yeah, were they, not singles? Well, they released four singles from this album. Okay. Uh, Cry Tough. Uh, Talk Dirty, Talk to, dirty me, to Me. And I Want Action. I Want Action, and I Won't Forget, forget You. you. Uh, that was over a year's period of time. The first single, Cry Tough, August 5th, I Won't Forget You, was August 5th of the of 87. So it was 86 to 87. And I have here their charting history, if you want to kind of... See it. So Cry Tough didn't chart. Yeah. Talk Dirty to Me, one. number nine. Okay. All right. Uh, I Want Action, number 50. Got which it. Which I thought it was higher. I, thought, I remember that song being just all over MTV. I'm, you know, Right? Me too. Me too. Uh, and then I Won't Forget You, which I don't remember being so much all over MTV, hit number 13. So yeah. I don't... I, I remember that because I think they did like a live um video for that one where they were like mostly on tour so they were like i think they were supporting aerosmith at the time and they recorded a a little video from that one from the guys on stage and then uh i don't know if the fact if you know chris um they did the talk dirty to me video at the forum but with an, without a with no crowd they just actually filmed it there on their stage on that one i found that out too and i was kind of upset that they didn't let people you know yeah, check, well, check out the video as they're recording yeah. it and stuff like that so they just you know that was uh and that was that video came out jesus so they released this album in may of 86 mm -hmm. the single for talk dirty to me which hit number what did i say number nine number nine number nine didn't get released until february 18th of 87 so that's how long of a slow burn and i mean you got to kind of give it to i mean enigma for sticking with them that long and saying okay cry tough didn't do shit well, we got released in May. They didn't release Cry Tough until August. So I, I don't know why they took so long to release it. And then it took another six months for them to release their second signal. And then that took off. And then it was a month later. And then I won't forget you was, what, four months later after that. So they were just trying to get a little something extra here on the Yeah, end. I think they, they had some steam going. They kind of said, hey, let's just finish it off. So those are the four singles from that album. Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds good. You want to listen to some of these? Of course. What are we starting off with? Little we're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, we may just give some small snippets of some of these songs, but uh, for the most part, you know, we'll hit them all. But uh, I'm not skipping anything, man. I'm paying them all. No skips. No skips. All right, start with this one. Let's see. Here's a cry little karate tough. tough. And if you remember, Chris, I told the story back in our first uh, episode how I went to go see this at the palace, and I remember the name now. Uh, me and my buddy, my Dr. Mike. We went to go see um, Poison at the Palace, and they were recording this video at the time. I remember this video at the beginning of the video. It's them like jumping up in the screen from like a yeah, trampoline. right. <laughs> I think this is a good song to, to start it off. You know what I mean? The cry tough is saying, you know what? Hey, you know what? We're uh, things are not always going to be the best, but if you cry, you got to you know cry tough and 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 look forward. I mean, there's a part yeah. where you know if you get to the top, you got to go right back down and. 
straight to the top. It's just that's you know if you look at it a part of life, you can say that sometimes. I when, couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what a great opening song. I think so. Yeah, I, I like it, man. I and I, I still love it when they play it live. And oh yeah, you know. Nice little chorus here. Yeah. That was always some of the things like bands that have their first album. They always talk about dreams, you know, like hey, I dream of being on stage. I dream of being uh, playing live for, you know, twenty thousand people and stuff. And this is a song that would say, hey, you know what? This is what we start off in, in the garage, and look at us now. We're on stage, and now we're playing for, now we're playing stadiums in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Let's go to uh, uh, the next song. I want action. Yeah. Here we go. So this was their third single they released over here. Hitting okay. Fifty. Third, third single. Okay. Um, I was. Rem- I thought the song was bigger. <laughs> Maybe I'm just. I think in your mind it's bigger, dude. I'm with you on that, man. I mean, you could tell me. Like, I'm Oop. wondering if here they have the numbers backwards. Like, did I want action hit 13 and I don't forget you hit 50? Like, I'm wondering, if, did someone typo here in my information? Maybe. Maybe. Or lace. Looking for a little kiss. Dude, I... So, I, like... When we decided to do this episode, I was like, oh, I got to go back and listen to him. And as soon as I hit play, I was like, I know every word of every song. <laughs> Single, no single, deep <laughs> oh, cut. Oh yeah, anything. exactly like, right. Oh my god, dude, I've heard these songs a thousand yeah. times. We we heard them a thousand times, but okay, this time okay. What do I want to say about this song now that we're gonna talk about it? It takes me like, back to being a teenager. Totally, all these take me back to being a kid. Totally, and, and I, lo- I, I feel young uh, again. You know, seeing the videos and seeing these guys, uh, you know, what they're wearing or how much makeup they have on or what they're doing I mean it, me and Chris we joke about this. this is definitely one of those running jokes that we have between each other you know the breakdown is hey not in the front jump in the back yeah, I mean we, the we, back. we always say that to each other and right away it brings a smile to one of our faces of you know who's doing it and stuff like that man I love you know? it dude yeah um let's go ahead let's go to track number three I won't forget you oh I love this ballad dude this is a good ballad yeah you know, no matter no matter what happens, I won't forget you, baby. <laughs> you know, the good times, the bad times, how much space is between us, whatever happens between us, I won't forget you. <laughs> you are my first love. Oh, they never. never Brent never said first love, dude. Where do you get first love? That's kind of what he's talking about here, dude. It's late at night. He's gonna close his eyes. <laughs> Uh, great ballad great ballad I mean underrated ballad it didn't it's not up there with you know it's not on any of those ballad albums or you know you don't hear it on like you know it's no without you like not the crew okay you already know how I feel about that one I mean it wasn't I mean obviously every rose has its thorn yeah oh no 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 it's not one of those not one of those no but I do love it you know what this is definitely if if playing this live, I would definitely be one of those still lighter in this in the sky playing and singing loud because this is one of those songs I, I do love. Do they play? I don't think they play this. No, they, they don't play this anymore. This dude. could bring it's, a tear to my eye. It's, in a live it's show. replaced by Every Rose or 
you know, some other song and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, dude. It's very tender. It's Definitely. like, uh, as much as they were party, you know, and very sexual, uh, this is a really like sweet, tender song and it, but fits perfectly on this album. Oh yeah, dude. Totally. Yeah. I love it, dude. It's great. I won't forget you. Oh my God! All right, Greg. Yeah, is, Greg, Greg is already singing. I'm ready to party with poison. Um, let's man. go. Let's go to the next song. All right. Boom. Play dirty. I gotta tell you this, dude. Okay. I. This is not one of my favorite songs, but when I heard it, I was still rocking with it. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I was like, mm, all right, yeah. I don't think anything magical about it. I think there's the, the chorus kind of got me back into it. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. This is the right. longest song on the album. Is it really? This is 10. Okay, there's 10 tracks. Yeah. 33 minutes. Okay. This one's four minutes and eight seconds. I don't know. Is it loud enough, dude? I need to get some more volume. No, it's not loud enough, man. There we go. Yeah. Pulling out the whiskey, get loaded tonight. I love it. And you know, uh, uh, we've talked about this before. How a lot some of the bands we listen to, they don't have that like sing-along chorus. This one's got a sing-along oh, chorus. Yeah, definitely. Here this we go. Album has a lot of sing-alongs. Dirty. See, I imagine just fucking back in this, you know, singing it loud. Dirty. Fist in the air. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, dude. This is- it was great. See, the magic came back when I started hearing it again, man. So I was like, ah. It's got a little act tough. <laughs> you know, one-liner things in there. It's great, dude. It's And he's he's known for doing that yeah. kind of stuff, like one-liners or adding something to it. For sure. I love for sure. Let's go to what is known as the song. This is a title track. All right. I'm ready. And this is what they open every show with. Correct. So let's go. Look what the cat dragged in. Yeah. I know you like this one. I'm definitely not disappointed on them opening their concerts with this, man. This is just about, you know, being a mess like the next day. Like, you go out late, you're going to go too much booze. You're going to be with women all night. Look what the hell I look like the next day. I look like shit. And uh, half a life, a half dead. Chris just can't tell? Just can't tell. Sin after sin, and I do it again. You know, all these songs are just three and a half minutes, three minutes, three and a half, four, three minutes, three and a half, three and a half, two and a half, three, and then under three. Oh, there's a two and a half? Yeah. Nice. So this is, you know, just a short little... I was album. when I was uh, I told Chris when I was doing my um, looking at my homework I was telling him that Brett says that they did this in 12 days they recorded the whole yeah, album that's what you said within 12 days here in Los Angeles California oh yeah I got it right here yeah cost 23,000 to record it was uh, partially funded by the band members and their families yeah that's why I had to do it fast I ain't get paying money for you guys to pull around in the studio. 
Here we go, Ricky. All right, let's go ahead and go to the next song. All right. Highest charting single, hit number nine, Talk Dirty to Me. I hope you know I wasn't ready, man. I'm still on Look with oh, the Cat. Oh, I saw you air drumming. Yeah. It's all right. We don't have all day. <laughs> we don't have all day. Fine. Well, then talk dirty to me, Chris. So check this out. So um, You know I never... So this album hit number three on the Billboard, uh, three times platinum, as we've talked about. So here's some other accolades. Cool. Uh, 2019 Rolling Stone ranked as number two as the 50 greatest hair metal album of all time. LA Weekly Chuck Klosterman, who we've talked about before. Okay. Favorite hair metal albums, number seven. LA Weekly Top 20 hair metal albums of all time, number six. Ultimate Classic Rock Top 30 Glam Metal Albums, number 16. Loudwire, Top 30 Hair Metal Albums, number 10. Metal Rules, Top 50 Glam Metal Albums, number 4. It's... It, it, I, would, I mean, they we both agree that as their albums progressed mm-hmm. later, they got more mature with each album. They tackled Definitely. different subjects. Um, they still really always hit, you know, the party thing. The party theme was definitely yes, the in the party each, theme was... But this is really just like... I've heard CC say this before, and I don't agree with him, but I kind of get what he's saying. He's saying, this is a punk rock album. I get what he's saying by it's short, it's sweet, to the point, but it's not It's not like a punk rock album, like that punk attitude, okay. but I get what he's saying. It's like just one guitar riff through each song. Um, we're not going to get deep in, in these subjects. Mm-hmm. We're just going to talk what we want to talk about and go, and it's, it's done. 30 minutes. Yeah, I don't think till like their fourth or fifth album they got a little deep on their yeah stuff. But yeah. these first three, yeah, dude, especially this first album, this debut album, you know, fun, good times. Here we go, hanging out, hanging out the drive-in, hanging out in Ford. Chris's Ford. Oh shoot! I'm looking to see if there's any additional like vocals or anything that I need to see on here. I, I want to say no. There I don't was think none. They, I don't think they no. had. It was just the four of them. I, I don't think they did anything that, man. So oh. Brett sang and, and the guys did the background, right? No engineer, no producer. up that guitar and talk to me. You know, live, if he didn't say CC, pick up that guitar, the people would be pissed off. I'd yeah. be one of the, hey, man, you better say CC. Yeah, he I, does every <laughs> time, dude. <laughs> it's a... Uh, yeah, love it. Yeah, this is a cool riff, man. It's a cool solo, too, man. Yeah, it is. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right, let's move on. All right. Track seven. Want some, need yeah. some. Yeah. Same thing. Good sing-along. Uh, good tone on this, man. It just kind of, you know, seeing them live and you, you want to say, want some, need some. It's like, you know, raise your fist and arena rock, you know, singing along. Too bad they don't do deep cups, but, I, you know, I can see them not doing that unless you're gonna they're gonna play like two hours long you know but they have a good amount of category to catalog yeah good amount of song catalog sorry uh to play a lot of songs yeah you know yeah all right Here we go. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a good. No bad songs, dude. No bad songs. No, I'm not skipping anything here. No, okay, no, let's Because because I've heard this album so many times, it's built into my. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, I mean, it's not like one of these songs has been pounded home on me so many times that I have to skip it. It wouldn't be any of the deep tracks. It would be one of the singles or the hits, but none of those have really been pounded home on me because it almost seems like this band Poison. When you hear them on the radio or on Sirius XM or whatever, you're not hearing the same song. It's like you're hearing all of their singles kind of evenly distributed. So it's like you hear this one, and then after you've heard them like five or six times, you might hear it again. Then you've heard five or six songs. Okay, might- but being being a Poison lover for the first first three albums, I would like to hear more deep cuts. Oh, of course, on the would. deep cut channel. Okay. Like, if they would play this one, you know what I mean? I, I would be, you know, cool with that you one. You know what? I want some. I want some at number eight. Oh. Blame it on you. All right. All right. This, this, this is a little two-and-a-half-minute song right here. Oh, this is it? <laughs> yeah. Blame it on you. Blame it on you. This is, this is a hot track right here, dude. I like this. <laughs> it's a fun song, man. Yeah. Jump back, honey. I said no can do. It's like you just start remembering all the lyrics. Like you're just partying, good times, yeah. girls. I mean, fun. Chasing them, catching them. I mean, you know, catch and release. I don't know. I just wanna. <laughs> That's a good, that's it, catch and release. <laughs> Blame it on you. Blame it on you. All right, let's go. All right. Track number nine. Number one bad boy. Yeah. What can we say number one bad boy? Number one bad boy. This is a three-minute song. No, I, yeah, dude. I, I, I mean... Come on, dude. The whole album was like 30, 33, 34 minutes. Yeah. That's a quick in and out, man. Drive home. And you get all the songs. He's number one bad boy. Rambo? <laughs> He's around here somewhere. You know, this just brings me back, like I said, dude, to my childhood. Number one bad boy. And you know that the, the intern, from what I heard, she's got some posters. <laughs> Yeah, band. she does, huh? She told me she got posters of this band hanging up at her house. Yeah, but doesn't she have it with the other guys in it? Blues and Richie? No. Cutson? She told me it's the OG. <laughs> yeah, this, this song definitely was not... Um, it was never released. It was never single. But dude, just with all their singles and all, it's like the whole album. It's choruses. You can sing. I could see myself in the crowd going, "Number one bad boy," like fist <laughs> in the air. It's like going down the freeway. Yeah, dude. I love number it. one bad boy. Cool. All right. Remember to finish this album up. Yep. Here we go. Last track. Track number oh. ten. Let me go to the show. Yeah. 
Basically, he wants to go see the rock show. His parents are like, nope, you ain't going. You're going to sneak out and get to the show. That's what this is about. It's, it's... Just for that, I'm going to crack a beer. Here. Let me crack it. Crack it. And just so you guys know, we're drinking some Iron Maiden Brew Dog. I dig them bad boys that play that rock and roll. This is an American India Pale Lager. Real upset. Mama, let me go to the show. Play that rock and roll. I like that little guitar solo going on in the background when he's singing. You can hear it right there. Sneaking out. Who's watching me? Like I visualize it in my head. Right? They should have done a video for this one. From 10 miles away. Are you sure the intern's not going to do this? Wow. She's too scared. <laughs> Rock and roll. Rodeo. So this is uh, track 10. Let me go to the show. Um... Just to give you a little uh, credits here, uh, Rick Brody was the producer. Jim Ferrossi was also production, did engineering, and Michael uh, uh, Wagoner did the mixing. Hit number three on the charts, three million copies. It's It actually, when it got released in 86, it didn't hit triple platinum. It hit its last trip platinumness in 1990, so it still took four years oh, okay. to get triple. Okay. Um, I don't have like a year by year or anything like that, but uh, uh. see, w- what I remember is when before they started open up and say ah, they hit two million. I remember them saying I'm sure. they hit two million by the time they were going to release open up and say ah. I'm sure. So another million on top of that over the years. Yeah. Was that you, Chris? That's me. That was on you, man. Damn. My dad would say that to you, man. God damn it, turn that shit off. It's too loud. Who is that, Van Halen? (laughs) (laughs) All right, that was track 10 off of their first album, Look What the Cat Dragged In. Um, I just felt like I had an NPR moment right there. That's track number 10. That's track number 10. (laughs) Look What the Cat Dragged In by Poison, (laughs) released in 1986. (laughs) Hit number three on the Billboard 200. Selling a three million copies. <laughs> Running time, 33 minutes and 28 seconds. You know what I liked about this? <laughs> uh, how they, they talked about this this album, and I think the, the, the previous album, is that all the guys in the band took credit for all the songs. Yep. So all four of yep. them, yep. from Brett yep. to Cece to Bobby to Ricky, they, they don't say, oh, Brett wrote this song, mm-hmm. Cece wrote this song, uh, you know, Bobby Dodd wrote this song. No. Everybody has credits. All song, all ten songs, all forward. I like that. So I can't say one did more than the other. Let's move on. I'm moving, man. I'm Open ready. up and say, ah, with the band cover. I love the original cover. You know what? I, 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 was I gonna, don't get it. <laughs> I was going to ask you, how long before they banned the cover? Was it like a automatic release or was it like no because i remember seeing it in the stores i have it i have one that has the original cover correct um, but i mean you know what like some companies i think it, they were saying like 
I think uh, it might have been a Target Walmart, Walmart thing or something thing, like, like that. Hey, we're gonna release your album, but we need to, we need you guys to cover this up. Yep. You know, or do something different. Um, I didn't know if it was right away or did it like it was released and then you know how we talked about like the first ten thousand copies were that and then if they wanted to do something else they would they needed to change it back no and stuff like that. Let's talk about this album. Let's give some. Uh Factoids? Give me, give, dude, give me some. All right, man, here we go. It was uh, released. I don't have an exact date, damn it. Uh, 88. Come on, let's see if I can find a date. There we go. Found it. May 3rd, 1988. So two years almost exactly. All right. Uh, hit number two. Hit number two. Probably battling with Madonna, just like Bon Jovi used to. <laughs> we went over that in that Bon Jovi episode. They were always battling. Hit number two. Also released by uh, Enigma Records, uh, five times platinum. Was it Enigma Capital or straight Capital? A- they didn't change the cat. Yeah, Capital obviously owned Enigma, but it, it was under the Enigma oh, okay, label. Okay, okay, okay. Um, oh, and by the way, look what the cat dragged them when it hit three million. Was the ho- biggest selling album in Enigma history at that no, point. Okay, nice. So obviously, I would think that uh, five million broke that record. Obviously, correct. Um, so they hit five million, which is just amazing, dude. Five, five million people in the U.S. only. Five million people wanted this album. That's a lot, dude. I'm That's one of them. Lot. Yeah, me too. It's probably more than once, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I got on a cassette. I got it on CD. They released uh, four singles. A track. Oh, you know what? I just want to say. I just want to sneak in there. Um, they had one single they released between these albums. It was a promo single, Rock and Roll All Night, which was on the Less Than Zero album. Right. I'm not a big fan of that cover. Um, I'm going to kind of eat crow right here. I like the Kiss version of the song better, even though I'm not a huge fan of Kiss, which I've established a couple episodes ago. I just didn't like the Poison version of it very okay. much, to be honest right. with you. I like the Kiss version a lot. I more. was very happy when I saw Less Than Zero and I heard the Poison in the movie. And I was very um, happy on that. And I okay. still love that cover. I still like I think it's fun because a, a band like Poison who puts out fun energetic yeah though high yeah, energy dude. rock and roll you can feel their energy and their fun it is feels a, like something that was recorded right off the stage is this something that kiss would do at the sometimes kiss does pull out high energy fun rock and roll stuff and i think poisoned poisoned it and also you know made it their own but still added flair and an honor to the original so that's also, cool though this, i was happy with it this is also 10 tracks it's all right three minutes longer um, 36 minutes and 11 seconds. Let's uh, go ahead and start it. I think that's about all we want to talk about for now. We'll talk about the singles as they come along, I guess, maybe. Yes. Let's go. Love on the Rocks, track one. Nice. This is a good way to start an album, too, yeah. man. It's a different sounding than the uh, Cry Tough. It has a, you know, what was there? And oh, wait, the, the producer, wasn't it Mike Wagner? No, it doesn't have it on okay. here. But from my understanding, it's Mike Wagner. And also they were trying to get, if you can believe this, Chris, Paul Stanley to do... Uh, Tom Warman. Tom Warman, sorry. That's right. Tom Warman. Who worked with uh, Twisted Sister, Motley Crue, Cheap Trick, and... Uh, Tom Warman, Uncle sorry. Ted. So um, they had scheduled Paul Stanley to do this album, but his schedule didn't align up with these guys, so they had to go with someone else. This is still a fun album. This is still... A great song to start off with. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Partying. Love on the rocks because you know you're putting your gin on the rocks or your whiskey on the rocks or... Or your love is just on the rocks. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I like the guitar sound in this song. I do too. One. I do too. Like I said, it, it, it's given me a different sound than what I got on the first debut album. on the rocks alright let's go track number two I think yeah. everybody would recognize this yeah. one this was uh, the first single from this album uh, nothing but a good time this is you an anthem do, dude you wanna do some trivia on it what, do some wh- trivia how high do you think this hit that's all in my only trivia question uh, what do you think this hit number 13 10 or excuse me, number six. What did I say? Ten. Okay. I don't know. Six. Number six. Six is not bad. Six yeah. is good. Yeah. Do 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 do. This is definitely an anthem for you know working seven days, working five days a week, and living for the weekend. I'll uh, you give know? you a little. So. Uh, this was kind of, it was really kind of a merger of two songs between Brett Michaels and C.C. DeVille. Okay. And uh, Michaels was kind of trying to write a song that was like a kick-ass arena, big arena rock song, and uh, just make you feel good about life. And, you know, he just wanted a song that was about not wanting to be held back by working a job and being depressed, which was obviously portrayed in the music video. You got the cook, you know, or the, or the dishwasher yeah. in there, and then he kicks the door open. I love that video. Yeah, dude. no, I, I love it too, man. Yeah, and they also did well um, by adding to Rock of Ages the musical. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those songs that you know they they do some singing and dancing, and that you know I want nothing but a good time to you know break out of my day job and yeah, rock and roll all night and party every day. Definitely, definitely, every day. Yeah, dude, this, I remember this song being all over MTV. It had the stage, it was all black, it had the green, mm-hmm. neon poison, just great. A, a big stage for the guys to run around and jump. Great you know stage I mean? show, yeah, dude, running around, high energy video. Love it. I love dude. it. Love it. Hey, break it down. You always got to break it down right here before yeah. the solo. I just want to. I'm just, I'm just buying time to hear a little bit of the solo. Yeah, and that's then, all right, know. dude. Oh, damn, take me away. Yeah, here's to ya. Oh, that's good. That's a good beer. Yeah, CC. You know who is my least favorite member, but still he knows how to jam? Bobby Doll. No, CC. Oh, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Good fun song. If he doesn't it. say that either, I'm getting pissed. Mmm, guitar. I'll <laughs> play that during it. All right, here we go. We're going to go ahead. Go. Track number three. Back to the oh, rocking oh, horse. Oh, yeah. See, different sound. Yep. Here we go. You know, this kind of, you know, back to the rocking horse, kind of going back to when you were a kid, but not necessarily always going back to a kid, but kind of going back to the beginning of something or going back to start over, going back to when it didn't matter and things weren't important and 
you know, things just, there wasn't as much pressure. It's kind of what the song kind of says to I me. would say that too, man. Yeah. But you know, the, it's fun. I'm loving it, man. See, right there, simpler yeah. time, you know, back when you were a kid. See the you background know, they, vocals from the guys? They do a hear lot of that. They do a lot of, like this. Like everybody's singing together. Oh, okay, yeah. They do a lot of that. Hey, man, the doctor says I crack. You ready? Of course. Good love. Yeah. This is one of the first songs, maybe besides, I don't know what year was this, 88 we said? You said 88 was released. I'm not sure when, I gotta have to go back and look, but like, really, maybe Cinderella had some harmonica in their songs, Aerosmith maybe too, but there's not a lot of harmonica going on in, in this music, in, you know, glam rock, hair metal. You know, you're right on that one, but um, so from the success of the first album, maybe they thought they can venture into something else. Hey, you know what, let me... Let me let me do this, and I'm sure Brett did the harmonica on this. This has such a different sound to it. It does, it does, man. It, the, the I wouldn't producer. even know how to classify it because this does not sound like a hair metal song, but it sounds like a hair metal band. You okay, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fun. Not. There you go. A little bluesy. Yeah. All right. Look at that. Still good, fun stuff. Oh man. yeah. Rocking. So uh, um. From my understanding, I think Britt did harmonica on this album, and they also, I think he's also played acoustic guitar and rhythm guitar for these, uh, Please, this album. Uh, rhythm guitar, acoustic guitar, and harmonica. Yeah. You are absolutely correct. Yeah, and along with vocals, and mm-hmm. uh, the guys do other stuff. Yeah, cool, man. All right, man. I'm ready to move on, but this is still a good song. Here we go. Song number five, Tearing Down the Walls. Yeah. I think by the title, you can kind of tell what this song's going to be about. No, tell me, Chris. Is it a lady? Women. <laughs> yeah. Women. Oh, man. Love the crop. One of the, <laughs> Dude, one, one of their favorite songs? Subjects? Yeah. Yeah. One of their favorite subjects. Man, this, you just... Love it, dude. I love right? it, dude. It's that's a good little riff right there, dude. Singing together, yeah. You're in the crowd. I'm coming home now. You know, just for any of our listeners that just maybe don't listen to Poison or just hit the hit the track, hit the hits. You know, you get a good taste of, you know, some of the other cuts on here. Hopefully you guys go back and listen to these albums. They're great, dude. Oh, heck yeah, man. And I hear from a lot of people, you know, that listen, you know, to the, to the podcast. That, you know, like, oh, man, I, d- I didn't know that. Or I didn't never heard that song. I wouldn't listen to it. Wow, that is a good album. Like, legit people come and talk to me about that. So that's nice. That's cool, really man. Nice that's hear. great. That's great to hear, man. What's up, Nation? This is Chris from Big Talk with Chris and Greg. Hope you enjoyed part one of our mini-series on Poison as we go over their first three albums. Did the first one and a half albums right there. We're going to go ahead and continue with part two in just a few days where we continue 
open up and say, oh, the B-side and Flesh and Blood, their third album. Just as a reminder, you can get a hold of us on Instagram, bigtalkcg.podcast. You can also get a hold of us, bigtalkcg at gmail.com and at bigtalkcg on Twitter. Love to hear from you, nation. Love, love, love to hear from you. Once again, hope you enjoyed part one. Part two will be coming in a few days. Enjoy. Enjoy.